Why is it that some people seem to have all of the time in the world to do the things that they want to do, while others struggle with zero time or freedom to truly have a life? Welcome to The Unshackled Life with Aaron Young. We're here to help you take your time back and start thinking about how to work smarter and have more fun. Now, here's your host, Aaron Scott Young. Welcome to the Unshackled Life with Aaron Scott Young and Michelle Pearson Young. That's me. Notwithstanding the fact that the um, the new audio hasn't been put together yet, this show is now co-hosted by uh, uh, Michelle and Aaron Young. Yeah, and we're, so, co- we're I'm co-hosting our life, and now we're co-hosting. We thought it wasn't show. it wasn't enough. It's not enough time together. All the other stuff we do, it wasn't enough. So now we're here, and we're really happy to be here, and we're going to spend some time today um, talking about some personal stuff that a lot of you guys have asked about over the over the course of time. Um, if you're uh, if you're on the Voice America Influencer Network, we welcome you. Uh, if you're uh, watching this on Facebook Live, we say hola, hey como estas, hey to all of our friends south of the border, um, and um, <laughs> and all of those that are north of the border as well. I would speak English to them, not Spanish. I'll speak Spanish too. Um, Whatever uh, you speak, we speak it with you. So anyway, we welcome you guys. Welcome you to the show. Uh, remember, the show is all about. How to live a life that is um, a life that you choose, a life that you're directing, a life that um, a life that isn't isn't bound up in uh, the world pushing you, you know, with the tide, but rather you intentionally making decision about where it is design. Yeah, where is it you want to go? Life by design. Life right? by design. <clears throat> you know all about that. I teach that. Yeah, as a matter of fact, thank you for asking. <clears throat> so, what, excuse my coughing. What do you? So, Michelle, as we get going on here, I mean. So what, since you're you're, this is your second week co-hosting the show. Mm-hmm. So when you think about Unshackled Life, what's this is guys? By the way, this is unscripted. I wish you could I, see. It's a total. I, I wish you could I, see. If you look at our our Facebook uh, live, you'll see this is the script. Shut up! I have plans in my. They're in. They're in here. There's they're, nothing they're written in my down heart, in the script. They're in so my heart and they're in my head. We're gonna make it good for you though. So here's the point. So when you think Unshackled Life. Uh, what what's your thought? And you, as as a coach, what do you what do you? So how would you okay, teach well, can that? we start with our life together because that's what. So so we were talking. We we do regardless of the fact that I have no things written on the page yet. We did talk about what we wanted to talk we about. We did today. indeed. We did. And so life by design. That's what I teach. It's it's conversations that I have every day with clients. And it's also, for me, it's something very specific, and it has to do specifically with our life and and the life that we've designed together. And, okay. and we've designed that life not in spite of difficulties that we've come across, but because of them. And so when I think about Unchuckled Life, honestly, I think about the, the, the lyrics – Freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. And that sounds a little, it sounds a little dramatic or a little negative even, but really freedom is an opportunity to look at your life and go, you know what, this is, I get one, I have one life and all of the things that I thought were holding me back weren't necessarily holding me back. And I now have the freedom to do what I want to do to, to, to try things and look silly if that's how it turns out. Well, what, okay. So I don't want to, um, this isn't an argument. It's more just curiosity. So freedom is just another word for nothing left to lose. Mm-hmm. So does that mean you have to be devoid of any value? Like you don't have, a, no. you don't have a house payment. You don't have children. No, you don't have a job. So we're talking like philosoph. This is a philosophical, not like a literal, nothing left to lose. Doesn't mean, well, I got divorced and my kids won't speak to me and I don't have any money. So I'm going to go so and I'm be gonna a get, hobo. I'm going to get on the ride the rails. Right. 
Yeah, 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 we had that in, in common, didn't we? No, it, no, it's it's actually it's a, more of a metaphor, and it's nothing left to lose. Meaning, meaning the things that I thought would limit me, the things that I thought the worst thing that could happen did happen, or bad things have happened, and I realized there was nothing to lose to begin with. So a lot of a lot of the people that um, that we meet, I'll, I'll just speak for myself, as I travel around, and, and it's so good to see the ones that, of course, we don't know who's listening on, on the radio show, but we can see names coming up on, on uh, Facebook Live. Um, so, and a lot of these people are, are, you know, people that have become very dear friends to us and so on. Mm-hmm. As, as um, I'm going to just speak about myself now. This is not you, meant to be have, exclusive of you, you. You have the floor. Thank you. You're the, welcome. Um, the, as I travel around and I, and I meet people, um, it's very easy for them to because typically they're seeing me in a live, uh, a live speaking situation, right? So I've gone to some event, I'm giving a talk. They hear my bio, which of course sounds great. Um, they know that I've been really delightfully, happily married for 30 years. We have these lovely every kids. second of happiness. We get to live on this farm, so there's all this good stuff, right? But what they don't, they they may learn along the way, and they've and they have certainly heard at least one major story, um, the prison story. If you guys if you didn't know about the Good prison times. story. We're going to talk about it today. Yeah, we are. But the point is um, that the story that people don't always hear is the hard story, the story of of business failures and of bankruptcy and of um, roll starting Michelle's car and um, for <laughs> months and months with two little babies in car seats in the back. Well, okay. And, so but my, well, let, me, let me make the point. You finish and so, that's me. You're, we have a whole hour. You have, there's like all this time. So the 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 point is is that um, the show is is designed to do two things. One is to lay out a pathway before you to intentionally create a life that you could love, and to not go. Oh, I'm just sort of stuck in this place. Um, but what we don't want to do is give this misconception that um, we just kind of got lucky and fell into all this stuff. And this right. we've just sort of been riding some magical bluebird through the forest of, of dreams. You know, That would be fantastic, It, it would be super cool, but it's just not the way it is. We've been basically riding this, like, this tiger that's simultaneously racing forward through the jungle and trying to eat us <laughs> the whole time. And so... Okay, well, let's go ahead and change that visual. No, no, I love that metaphor. Not, if they talk I about don't want to be eaten a by a tiger, tiger by a tail. I'm just the tiger who keeps trying to rip back and get a leg. I'm just I I want to fly a giant. I know a giant. It's a boy girl dragonfly. But okay, but here so dragon. here's the thing. That's exactly that's exactly why I wanted to have this conversation today because because especially the media, um, especially fake media. There's always this. You know, here's a three year old who's did being, you say fake media? Yeah. Did you go all Trump on us? What was that about? No, I meant I meant this like BS kind of. Um, no, I didn't. Care. You. Well, you just used the Trumpism. You're rude. always. You're always. Okay, so listen. Let's not no. go down that path. What I meant to say was these pretend news reports that are just like on BuzzFeed that are just catchwords and and they they're like oh this this three year old is playing Chopin and you never will because you're average you know or or you know look at this overnight success and and instant. Instant classic. And that's what that's what we're given to. And so we think, well, I woke up today and I was still me and things are still challenging me and I'm not yet where I want to be. And I wanted to have a conversation about that this morning because because not only has our story been fraught with like with just normal day to day 
experiences, but normal day to day boredom. Right, 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 right. Kids up, make lunches, go to school, go to parent teacher conferences, pedestrian life things, go to a game. But we've also gotten our asses kicked in a really serious way, and and the things that we love about our life now, there are the foundational pieces, you know, the integrity, the the core values, and then there are the parts of our lives that are so whopping cool, awesome, because we got our butts kicked. Yeah. And so I wanted to talk about that. So the people that are like, ah, my life is pedestrian. It's like, no, it's just, it's not just you. It's life. Life, and let's talk about designing your life that where you still have to buy toothpaste, dental hygiene's always going to be a thing, but also there are those moments of glory and, and how do you get there? I wanted to talk about that and I wanted to go and the reason I wanted to talk about jail was because I want to go from like the darkest moments and talk about those and how you get from the darkest moments to to the delight. Okay, so um, so. Well, let's go into that then. Let's start. Let's start talking about that before we get to the first break, and we'll be able to. We've got we've got about seven or eight minutes before we break, where we can sort of set this up a little bit. And so, um, the 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 first thing is, um, everybody everybody that I've ever met who has accomplished very much has has been through. Well, almost every, everybody's gone through bad stuff, right? Everybody. It has. depends on how you, how much weight you give to how bad something is, because you know, uh, what what would be a very simple thing to survive through for one person might be very very challenging right. for somebody else. And that's valid because and everybody has their own reality. When we went through our, when we went through our big, when we went through the jail thing, which we're going to talk about, um, while while I was in prison, some good friends of ours who were our close neighbors. Their daughter was killed in a in a um, accident. She went out went out on a date one night with a boy that she was engaged to or engaged to be engaged to somebody that she was in love with. Right. And they went out to do something. Uh, they were out riding four wheelers, which mm-hmm. she grew up on a farm and she knew how to ride four wheelers. So did he. They had a problem. Their things went wrong, and she she died. He was very very injured, and she died. And and that friend actually said to you, Michelle, Mm -hmm. that she almost thought it would be harder to go through what we were going through Mm -hmm. than to have a daughter die, a child die. And we were like, are you freaking kidding? Yeah, we're like, no, I'd choose my, I pick mine. I would take my problem any day over losing one of our kids. But it's what what each one of us deals with is unique to us. It's so personal. And so we don't want to say that um, our thing is, is, you know, so horrible. Mm -mm. Or maybe you'll listen to it and go, oh, my heck, I don't know how, I don't know how they survived Are you from Utah if you say, oh, my heck? Heaven to Betsy. Um, <laughs> how did you guys ever get through that? And so um, I just want to make sure that we're clear on that. Well, Whatever we've been through is just. Um, it's just our journey. Hey, wait, you know, I have to make, I'm going to do a shout out really quick, which I, and I'm not going to shout out to everybody, but on Facebook Live, I just saw Melanie Spencer join and there's a girl I've known her entire life. Beautiful And girl. she's going through some stuff right now in her family that's, mm-hmm. that's significant. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Take I'm, I'm going to take choked, it over. That choked me up to say it I'm, out loud. I'm the non-crier in the family here. We love you, Mel. So we do. We love you and we love your family. So, so okay. So, so we're setting it up. The reason, the reason that when we first started talking about what we're going to do today is, is that everybody has difficulties to go through and they, they are never the same. I mean, sometimes they might be similar the way we experience them, the way we handle them, the way, 
um, they come to us is different for everybody, but what will remain the same, whether you go to jail or lose a loved one or or have a bankruptcy or business failure or love marriage failure, never having a relationship, anything, any, all of those things. And any of those things, the point of this conversation today is, is how we thrive, not in spite. It's not like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe this horrible thing is happening to me. Why me? It's more of a, these things are happening and we don't pretend like they're not. How can I thrive because of them. Yeah, or through them. You know, how do I, right. I don't want to say in spite, but what are we learning from the experience? Right. What, what's, you know, what's, what's, the, what's the adventure that we're going through? So let's talk about the jail adventure. Once about, a, once a, can about, I start? No, can I start it? No, you can start in a minute. Let's define adventure. An adventure is something you've never been done before and you don't know if you're going to like it or not. And you never have to do it again. But that's what makes it an adventure. But that's what makes it an adventure. All of our children have learned this from their mom. It's something you've never done before and you don't even know if you're going to like it, but you're going to do it and that's what makes it an So we're 100% clear that the adventure of jail was one we never, ever, ever... We hope to never do it again. We never anticipated it. Nope. And um, we never... No, as as I've said one time glibly and I got a lot of response was I said it was never on my dream board you know that was never yeah no I was never no. looking to go to jail and you were never looking it's to like support what prison has the colors that go best with my complexion yeah. that was never it that was never and green so, was not my color so for me I I don't I don't usually get to tell the jail story because so because everybody's nobody's ever fascinated with what I went through because again it was the pedestrian piece of it um so they, let's, let's be clear about this so we've been married 30 years and Almost every single bad thing that we've gone through is really something that that was sort of me that then Michelle had to like learn how to deal with and pick up well, the pieces. Well, let's from. not do a poor pitiful Michelle because we're, we're a team. Poor, Go team. I'm not being poor pitiful Michelle. I'm just saying, you know, I went to jail, but you had all the work to do. I did the work, and I had a heart attack, and you had to take care of me despite some work. of my bad choices then. And um, <laughs> that's a different. Story. Uh, we had a business bankruptcy many year, many many years ago, twenty five years ago or something. So that was all based on my choices, my vanity, my you know risk taking. Okay, well, and you have been this not. So I just you were doing s- the you were doing we were doing the best we could with what we had where we were. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, um, oh, I'm sorry. So we well, let's go to Michelle. We have four minutes okay. for her to set up the jail story. Then we could talk about some stuff that happened while it was going on. Okay. So the reason I want to set it up is from my perspective, um, like Aaron said, it was never, it was never on his vision board. It was not on my vision board. And what, because what we specifically designed together was this life where we were, we were living, um, a, we were living a very, uh, what's the word? We were, we had more money and more, um, Things sort of social, good. social climbing kind of opportunities. And we were kind of social And we climbing. were kind of getting caught up in all the we downtown were. and board of directors and going to, you know, being involved with the theater. We, we kind of got too cool for school. We, we were, we were definitely 
we and, were, and we were moving up the ladder. Too cool for school never was happiness. No, but, but here's the a, point. It, it was a dumb. I designed my life that I married this really good guy. And when you marry a really good guy, there is never a reason to expect that prison will be in the equation. No. And and still to this day, I'm still married to this awesome, really good guy. And so so it was super confusing. And that's one of the things that I went through is like, okay, we're having this experience. I don't really know why it's happening, but it's okay because this really good guy is going to, we're going to come through it together as a family and it's all going to be good. It's all good. It's all good. And that's, that's the piece of the puzzle that I wasn't familiar with yet is I thought, well, when you're doing the right things, good things happen to you. And a lot of times that's true. And then there's life and life just happens to you sometimes. And that's what we experienced. We had some stuff happening and, and really up until the, what's the story though? Okay. Okay, well, you tell it. No, you tell the story. But okay, you- the story The story is that Aaron was working with a man, and he and his business partner were looking at the situation, and they were, he was like, they were like, mm, we don't like the direction this is going. It seems a little bit sketchy. They separated from the business. Well, there were, okay, let me just clean this up. We have two minutes until our break. All right. Wanna, do, okay, do it in two minutes. We start, Set it up, two minutes. We started off um, this business, and there were, there were um, three owners in the business, and one of the owners, the, the primary uh, guy that they were after in, in, later on, um, also had another company. He started becoming very, very, very vocal about negative things about the U.S. government. Um, and we were not in a position to have any influence over the other part of his business, the incendiary part. So we decided on January 1st, 2000, to buy him out. And, and my current business partner and I would continue on doing things in the United States and the other guy would do things in other parts of the world, and that we we left him. And then it was almost three years later that we got the knock on the door from the FBI. Right. So so and and what happened in my in from my view was we're at the beach. We're at our beach house that we just built for the very our first, first time. time. Our first time staying at the beach. First house. time there, and we were there. It was December twenty seventh. Uh, 2002 and and we it, it, he Aaron gets a call he is going to go into the office because there's a three-way sting and one of them is at his office it was these other businesses and then his office and he gets a call and and we're like should you go in and he's like well of course I'm going to go in there's no reason for me not to tell him everything I know I'm going to go in I'm going to deal with this problem and he went in he dealt with it for. Well, there's this is this. Is I know, but more, it's the it's shortened little, version because we're gonna. Well, here's here's yes. here's the point. Go. You discouraged me from going in. I wasn't gonna say that. I went in because I knew I hadn't done anything wrong, and uh, we went in and I faced. I, there was the IRS and the FBI um, with their guns and their their bulletproof vests and everything, and it was very scary. And as soon as we come back from the break, we're gonna tell you what happened next. Um, as we leave you on that cliffhanger here on the Influencer Channel on the Voice America Network. This is Aaron Young, Michelle Young, The Unshackled Life. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Life is complicated and sometimes we all need a little help, but don't have the time for a full hour-long session or don't know who to turn to. That's where BetterHelp comes into play. With BetterHelp, 
I can get matched with one of over 2,500 licensed and approved counselors and therapists and get help anytime, anywhere, totally private. For a flat weekly fee starting at $35, I can connect with my counselor via text, chat, video conference, or phone, which is great for me because I'm always on the go. And I can go back to previous sessions whenever I want through my secure account from anywhere in the world. It's a great feeling to know that help is there, affordable, private, and convenient to my schedule. We all can use a little help. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash VA Health and register for free. You can try it for seven days without being charged on your credit card and get matched with a licensed counselor usually within 24 hours. Get BetterHelp today at BetterHelp.com forward slash VA Health. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel channel. Do you believe that being fit is difficult? Do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym? It doesn't. Tune into Have It All with Devin Alexander. Devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age, from relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined. Devin will fast track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are tuned into the Unshackled Life. To reach the show today, please call in to the program at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Aaron at AaronScottYoung.com. Now, back to The Unshackled Life. So we're back here, uh, Aaron and Michelle, and we're talking about how you can you can go through horrible experiences and, and come out of them uh, stronger, better, uh, and I'll tell you, much better physical shape for sure. On my, in my well, oh, yeah, you did <laughs> I, come. You I did never come back. Been, I was a pretty. I, I, I was. I'd done a lot of pull-ups. Yeah, I was not in good physical shape. You were. You were. Um, you'd mm-hmm. given all you had, but let's. So yeah. we, so we're at. So I, the, the, we left you facing down the IRS and the FBI in my office up on the 26th floor of the U.S. Bank Tower, Portland, Oregon. Um, they said they were very sweet, very nice. And basically said, hey, Mr. Young, this has been such a confusing case. And this man has been so challenging to try to pin down, which I, I knew was true. Um, would you just help us understand a couple things? And of course, in my inimitable Eagle Scout Mormon missionary way, I was like, sure, I'll be happy to help you. <laughs> You've never, I didn't, oh, oh, never seemed like that. I was, I was the most Gomer pile. You, dim. Were, you were pretty innocent. I had no freaking clue. Okay, I'm gonna, we're going to totally so now, go. So he goes to jail, he comes back and that, that like, Hey, you know, just, I just want to help guy was, would stand in grocery lines and be like that guy, he's a Norteño. That guy, <laughs> he 
He's like, my husband comes back, my Eagles husband comes back, and he's like, kind of streetwise, super attractive. I, I find can that tell. I can tell what your drug of choice was, mm-hmm. what your gang of, you know, what yeah. gang you were part of. I. It was I, weird. I got like this. I got the old husband for sure and then I got this whole new facet of a husband that was like oh okay I've lost that over the last 10 years but here's That's the point true. the point is is that um <clears throat> I foolishly sat there and answered questions and four months later was indicted and then we went through the battle do you want to talk about the battle or do you want to just talk about being in jail I'm not talking I think jail is more fascinating for people than the battle but what I what I will say about the battle for me and um yeah never without a lawyer is what one of our comments was that oh, hold on. I, yeah but, we got we to gotta do another shout out because we have a guest that just showed up here, Don Jenkins. If any of you guys were watching America's Got Talent this last season and you watched this adorable little 12-year-old girl with her, with her puppets, the ventriloquist, who won America's Got Talent, that was Don, uh, my, my second cousin, Donnie's uh, granddaughter, who is Darcy Lynn, and we want to congratulate Super, her yeah, and, and celebrate their whole family. Uh, for winning America's Got Talent. Super I, fun. We have zero claim. We've never met this beautiful yeah, no, young lady. She, no. But uh, Don is a great guy. We're excited for their family they, for sure. And they, he's been a great supporter of, of all this crazy stuff that we do online. So, we, so, so we, I, we got through the battle and we go to jail. So or you go let, to so you let me go. say, one of the things that I read, I read a lot of self-help books while Aaron was in jail. And um, one of the books that I read uh, talked about a uh uh, I want to say a colonel in the in the Vietnam War, and he went to he went to a prison camp and was you know just really bad experiences, no food, no warmth, no shelter, and he was a leader amongst the men there. And when he came out, there were so many men that had died, and when he came out, he was hailed as a hero. And one of the things questions that he was asked that I read in this book was, "Who were the survivors?" And the survivors, he said were not the optimists, they were the realists, because the optimists kept going, well, you know what, I have a feeling, I've got a feeling by spring, you know, we're going to be out by spring, and, and or, or by Easter, and by Easter, Easter would come and go, and they would still be in jail, and ultimately, they would give up hope. It was the realists who were like, I don't know when I'm going to get out, but I know that I have control over this moment. They were the ones that survived. The reason I tell you that story is because I recognized myself in the story, not as a hero, but as the guys that died, because we so we went through this whole battle. I have this belief. I have this belief that everything's going to go great. And of course, my loving husband. He's a good father. He's oh, a contributor. You're talking about sentencing. Right? Yeah, we're talking about sentencing. And I really, I genuinely believed. I was like, hey, this is this is the moment. This we're going to go in for sentencing. This is where gonna... God comes in, and He's like, hey, this is a good guy, and I'm going to tell the judge. God's going to tell the judge this is a good guy, and and it's all going to be great. And so I, I genuinely believed. I was so shocked. My children were so shocked when he got sentenced to 18 months. We were, we were dumbfounded. And Aaron's in, Aaron's over on the other side, going, "Are I'm you sitting, kidding me? I'm, this is awesome!" Yeah. And we're all looking at him, going, "Are you crazy?" I committed to go with no chance of any reduction for 36 months, and then five years of probation, and it was reduced to 18 months. And one year of what they call um, administrative probation, which was just super easy. But the point was, I I felt that God had just showed up. That the system right. had just that the judge who finally got to put in his two cents instead of just the prosecutor. Um, that that 
I felt that that was vindication. Right. Well, but, and, but and you, I know you guys were thinking home confinement or, or so. This is ankle the reason bracelet. I bring up this point is because again, this was my. I mean, we, there were a lot of lessons along the way. It's not like that was my first lesson, but that's one. The first one that stands out to me is really looking at your situation and looking at it with a realist eye. Because when we when we get in oh, that position, a realist's eye, a realist's eye, realistic. Look at it realistically. Look at things realistically and go, hmm. I wonder what and and so this is the question. I wonder what good there might be in that. So biblically speaking, the Bible says, be grateful in all things. It doesn't say be grateful for all things. So how cool is it that my husband's going to jail? I don't have to be grateful for that, but getting curious and having gratitude for everything that you do have and going, what good might there be in this was a very powerful, that was, that was a good foundation in the whole experience to go from. And it doesn't see be happy in all things. No, it's not like how awesome is this diagnosis? How great is this failure of a marriage or a business? It's not that. But it is, is, what what are we going to, okay, so that happened. So now what? So now what? Instead of going, um, as, um, as some people do, they'll say, you know, why does this always happen to me? You know, like, you know, any day, like it, it rained this morning right here in Portland. Uh, it's been hot, sunny, hot, sunny, and, and then it rained. And I'm sure somebody was praying for rain mm-hmm. because it's been yeah. so dry. That's right. And then somebody else was praying for sun. And so, I mean, did God uh, punish one and bless the other or was it just raining? You know, it's a matter of, okay, this is the circumstance. Now, what are we going to learn going forward? So, yeah, sentencing was the first place where where it was like we had kind of a differing opinion on um, what was good. Well, not a different, a different, we were having a different experience. Yeah, true story. The, the kids and I were like, this is the worst thing. And, and it's, well, it's unfair and it doesn't fit. It doesn't seem yeah, right. Yeah, and, and Aaron was like, hey, this is so much better than I thought it could be. And that was, that was one of the most powerful lessons is come as a realist and you're experiencing what, what there might be outside forces. There are outside forces that were at work that we didn't have control over, but but ex- how we experienced those forces was an internal experience. Yeah, you know, Michelle was not a life coach officially back then. She didn't wasn't seeing no, clients. No, I, I would say that's when I did some of my finest work. But um, I remember one night we were laying in bed, and um, and this I love this story, and I don't I don't tell it very often, but um, I've told it a few times. But we were laying in bed. It was pitch dark, and I'm a guy that's um, usually I can figure out a solution to a problem, and it's very frustrating to me when I can't solve a problem. And it's one of my favorite things about you. We were laying in bed and and she said, are you awake? And I said, yeah. And she goes, what, what's, what's on your mind? And I said, I'm just so freaking frustrated. This, this shouldn't be happening. We're doing everything, you know, that we've thought to do. We've spent so much money. And she said, she said, look, Aaron, she said, you're right. We've spent you know, it, it was close to $2 million by the time all the legal, between us and the Morgans, uh, about $2 million in legal fees. Um, she said, you've had dozens of letters written to the judge. We've prayed, we've fasted. Other people have prayed in our behalf. All the, you know, people have reached out and written to the Congress people. We've, we've done, we've done everything we know everything to do. Everything we knew to everything do. Everything we know to do. And she said, um, it's funny how we're, how, much we're speaking God right now. Isn't it funny how you get in these dark times? But you said God's not letting you out of this one. Well, okay. Can, okay. Let, let, can, let me just keep it with you the story. It, go. You said God's just not letting us out of this. 
and you said you can continue to fight against the current or you can just lay back on your back and float down the river and try to enjoy the view. And that was such a critical lesson for me because at some point you have to just give in to the fact that, okay, this is going on. This is happening right this minute. It doesn't define the rest of our lives, but it is happening right now. And a lot of times people will say to us, oh, come on, cheer up. You know, you're going to be, you're fine. And this is all going to work out, you know, and, and there's a lot of these, these silly platitudes that don't really feel very good when you're going through the problem. No, sometimes stuff just sucks. Sometimes it's just, it just, it, it's not our opinion or our bad attitude no. that makes it suck. It just is sucks. We, our it dear sucks. friend's husband died last Thursday. Yeah, Friday. we just had a friend, a husband die. There's no good thing about that. No, it's not like, woohoo. This no, it's is awesome. No, that's just that bad. That just sucks. So, but it doesn't, it's not the end of her world. No, and, and I think there's a really distinctive difference okay. in, in it doesn't define the rest of your life, nor does it define the moment. It doesn't, there's no meaning in it. There's only we, how we respond defines the moment. Yeah, and, and so it's a fact. That, that night in that dark bedroom with the just being so upset, um, and legitimately you, so. It's yeah, not like, dude, seriously, which it was, is kind of my attitude. I was like, dude. But the, the, the point is, is that it was, it was a moment of, of looking at the problem from a different perspective and going, oh, okay. So that is, those are my options. I mean, I've exhausted all my other um, third party options. So now what am I going to do with this now? So that was a great moment. So we, we, um, People like to hear about the jail story, and it, although I didn't tell it for years because I didn't want to be known as the guy that went to jail. You didn't want it to define you. Yeah, I didn't want to be the jail guy. Um, but Th- there it, are too many jail guys for you to be the jail guy. Well, that's true. Who have much more, you know, terrible stories to tell? But but the point is um, that did happen. So where do you want to go next? So that was the moment. So then we actually, you want to talk about before I went, like you want to talk about the, the bounce house? Do you want to? Yeah. Well, let's, okay. So, okay. So again, this, the reason I wanted to tell this story today is that I wanted to make a point about what happens in our lives, what happens in people's lives. And your story is going to be different from my story. Even my story is different from Aaron's story. It happened to both of us, but we experienced it differently. And the reason that um, that we're talking about it is because you're going through your stuff too. You you have your things. It might not be jail. It it might be some other completely different unrelated thing. It might be a prognosis. It it could be anything. But the reason we're talking about it today is because we're talking about uh, just as as somebody's just said resilience. And we're talking about resilience. And so one of the things that happened, Aaron was sentenced in March. And we had we had like two months between the time you were sentenced and the time that they're, they're like, hey, what would be literally they said, what would be a great day for you to go to jail? Yeah, when, so he when, got to when, choose when the day. When would it be convenient for you to surrender? Yeah. They didn't really say great day. That's, no, they said, that's when, me. When you pick a date. Yeah, pick a date. And so and so I'm looking at it. And, and again, this is the burgeoning life coach in me because I wasn't doing it professionally then. I was like, look, I don't want this like drop dead date for all of us, but particularly I was thinking about our four young children at home. I was like, I don't, that's not what I want to have happen here. You're saying let's not focus on that. I don't want that to be the focus, the day we're, we're getting closer and closer to this awful day. And so, so we did two different things. We planned a last minute uh, cruise with the children 
Uh, they'd never been on a cruise before. The the and and the sentencing, the government was totally. They're like, yeah, go do your thing, because they, they knew he was an upstanding guy. Yeah, they, they didn't care that we left the country at all. So we planned a cruise, and then the other thing is, so we're getting closer and closer. We've gone on the cruise. The kids had something to look forward to and tell their friends about instead of, yeah, this is so hard. And then and then we're getting closer, and I was like, okay, what can I do right now? What can we do right now? And so we rented a bounce house. We actually had a party a going away party for Aaron because, because it's not that bad things weren't happening. It was, well, what can I do? Not, so we look at our lives and we go, yeah, these things are happening, but what can I do? What would be something I could do? We actually ended up, the kids liked the bounce house so much and it was, and they slept in it one night. We, I kept the rental because we were financially, we were doing great. I kept the bounce house for a solid week afterward. I was like, I don't feel happy. And the kids are laughing when they uh, are on the bounce house. So there's no reason for me not to pay for a full week of bounce house. So, so again, this, this goes back to all of us, what can we do within the circumstances that we've been yeah, in? Everybody was suffering. Everybody was sad. Yeah, it was hard. But, it was but, really hard. But, you know, they and we have, we have pictures. I'll, I'll see if I can find the pictures and post them on this, this on Facebook of us in front of the bounce house before you went to jail. Like right before. Like right before. Like yeah, we were getting very, in the car. It's a miserable looking picture. It is like a bunch of very sad children. And oh, and suffering every, adults. Everybody and, was sad. Everybody it, yeah, sad. it was... But, it, but it happened, and so we. But we, that happened, and you kept it because that's what we we can in in the face of the of the scary things, we can still choose how to, to experience it. Yeah, the the grief is actually a really important part of it. Grief, we get to allow ourselves the emotions without surrendering to despair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's actually a great way to put it. Um, it's um, and all of you guys remember this story is just an analogy because. Um, I remember the first time I was so scared to tell this story in public that the, that I went to prison story when I was up on a big stage speaking somewhere. I was so afraid to tell the story. And I remember that first time I told it, um, it was just before Christmas. It was in December. I was at an event uh, with about 500 people in Palm Springs, California. And um, I, I just knew, I just knew going before I went out there, this was the end of my speaking career. But I just had to tell the story, and this particular kind of a group was the ideal place to tell it. And I remember finishing my talk, which was only partially about this, but I did set up with it, and I told the story. And at the end of it, I got this huge standing ovation and then got mobbed by, I don't know, 50, 80 people. Um, And they came around me, and it was interesting because – it's common when I give a talk for people who want to shake hands and tell me something after the talk. Because he's in, really good. In this case, the people would, were waiting and then they would come in and they would hug me or pull me in by the, you know, shake the hand. They'd pull me in and whisper in my ear, you know, and I remember people said, I did eight years or my son's in prison right now mm-hmm. or my child just died or I'm going through cancer treatment. And I realized my story was just an analogy for all of our stories, all the stuff that we're dealing with. We're going to talk about some of the tools that you can use to get through it and some of the interesting things that we learned going through this experience. When we come back from this break, you're here on The Unshackled Life with Erin and Michelle Young. This is the Influencer Channel on Voice America Radio. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. 
visit facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for us at keyword voice America. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. If you're looking to grow your business, enjoy fascinating relationships, achieve your goals, and find hope in a seemingly hopeless world, you'll want to tune into Coffee with Christy. Host Christy Dryling and her incredible guests have a frank and open discussion every week. Think of it as a time to meet with your mentors, get the motivation you need, and remove the obstacles one hour at a time. Coffee with Christy is heard live every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Influencers. Have you ever checked out In the Limelight with Clarissa Burt? You don't know what you're missing. Clarissa has a great circle of friends and influencers. How do you live a model life? Find out when Clarissa puts her amazing guests and engaging topics under the spotlight. We'll talk with the masters from art, science, food, health, finance, beauty, and business. You really can't miss a single show. Join us every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You are tuned into The Unshackled Life. To reach the show today, please call in to the program at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Aaron at AaronScottYoung.com. Now, back to The Unshackled Life. Thanks for joining us on Voice America on the Influencer Channel. My name is Michelle Pearson-Yang, and I am the happy, happy wife of (laughs) Mr. Aaron Scott-Yang. And today we are talking about, we're talking about difficulty, we're talking about challenges, and we're talking about them not in an unrealistic way where it's like everything is happy and everything feels good, but more of of a, a thoughtful reflection on if your life isn't exactly going exactly the way you love it right now, what good might there be in it and how can you experience it a little bit differently so that so that you can you can remind yourself there's light at the end of the tunnel. One of the things that I did, I went to a I went to a therapist and honestly I quote her all the time but I've never really had a ton of respect for her. So that's Ooh. on me because well, she was I was like, she "Okay, might be listening right well, now. I doubt it." She was like, I was like, hey, you know, I do same time next week. And she goes, oh, you're coming back? And I thought, no. Wait, why, did you go th- why did you go to the therapist? Because I was super bummed. This is during the time? I was depressed. So we're talking about when uh, 
the the happy the happy time of our life when I was in prison. And so, hi Deborah. So anyway, um, hi Deborah. So thing. wait, so I had a point about the therapist. Oh, the point ahead. about the therapist she was she didn't that know you were coming back. She didn't know I was coming back, but she said to me, I was saying, you know, this is how I'm feeling. I'm feeling really sad. I'm feeling like the best years of my life are gone. That pretty much what's left is to grow old and die. And she said very very specifically, well, that's just your depression talking. That's not realistic at all. Yeah. And so so what we're talking about today is you know, what is realistic? What what difficulties might you be going through that you look at them and you go, this feels permanent. This feels like my life will never be good again. Your life might not ever be the same again, but that's different than not be good again. Yeah, because you, the thing is, we're not defined by this moment, right? So we, we went, so we went into this thing. And of course, the fears were you know, what was going to happen to me physically in there? What was, how was it going to be for Michelle and the kids saying, you know, hey, when the kids were asked, hey, where's your dad? How come he's not here at the football game or whatever? Uh, why isn't he at the dance recital? Well, oh, you know, he's in prison. And so, and I like to say you were on a business trip. Yeah, well. Depending on the circumstances, I would never lie about it, but it was like, uh, yeah, he's away on business. He's away working. He's on, he's working for the government he's for a lot the away. next year and a half. Yeah, that's true. For 23 cents an hour or something. Yeah, and you know, some of the worst things happened. Let's be honest, you know, I did, I actually did have to go and have a conversation with a teacher. Uh, one of one of our daughter's teachers who had like publicly shamed her in class about her dad being in jail. And, and you know, he. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. Is she well, still working? Well, that's because you were in jail. I was. <laughs> we may have to go talk to her again. I didn't no, know. No, I talked to him. Oh, him? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, anyway, the point is that bad stuff sometimes happens, and we're talking about the experiences. But I think people are. I think people would be very fascinated to hear about. I, I'd love to hear, Aaron, your yeah. experience of jail, because people are like, well, what is it like? You know, strip searches and getting paranoid when people jangle keys. I know that's one of the things you came back and you're like, somebody would jangle keys. We'd be like at a restaurant and certain you to hear keys jangle and you'd be like, you know, what is that? And uh, and and so I think I think just some of the um, the day to day things about being in jail, I think people would be interested in hearing. Yeah. I, so if you've ever heard me give a speech or listen to my um, the, the the my other podcast or anything, I've I've referenced jail before. And um, I don't really ever talk about what it's like in there. And and here's the deal: I was I was in the minimum security, right? What people um, uh, foolishly, um, insensitively, ridiculously refer to as club fed, um, stupidly refer to as clubs. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry if I hurt anybody's feelings. Jail sucks. Sucks. Even low. Yeah. Like, it, walk away. It is, it is the most dehumanizing experience of my life. <clears throat> but the the thing is. Um, when you're in there, well, first of all, I was in three different places during that time. It's all all in Sheridan, but for the first 30 days, I was in what they call the detention center, which um, is what you see mostly on on television. You know, imagine door after door after door of cells, and then you know a, a, another level with a catwalk around it, and then just this sort of open common room and guards all over the place. That's the detention center. There we were locked in 19 and a half hours a day in a little dinky seven and a half foot wide by 12 foot deep cell, um, three of us, me and two other guys. There's a bunk bed, a cot, and a toilet. And you're in there almost 20 hours a day. It's not good. There's Even if you're in there with your dearest friends, even if I'd been in there with Michelle and it was just the two of us, uh, it would wear out. It would wear on you very, yeah. very quickly. First of all, the colors. You don't have any choice of... What you're wearing. So there you go. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. That wouldn't be the most the, terrible it was, thing. It was, it was miserable. And then after 30 days, I was moved to the camp, 
which is the minimum security, um, which is more like what you would see on a television show like um, Orange is the New Black. It was, it was actually qu- quite a lot. As a matter of fact... Which is why we don't watch it. Yeah, the first, when I got home, Orange is the New Black came out not long after I got out. And I tried to watch the first episode. And the very, very first scene of the very, very first episode was a, a picture of, of feet, you know, obviously in a shower standing on like wrapped up in toilet paper or something. Um, Because she didn't have shower shoes. Because she didn't have shower shoes. And that took me right back to what it was like in there where you do not go in the showers barefoot. And, but seeing it was like, it was way too visceral for me. Yeah. Um, And if you watch that show, you know, you can go around, there's places to go on this very small, on what they call the yard. You can take some classes. It's not like you're going to go get your master's degree. But you could take horticulture class. I taught GED classes to other inmates who were required to go through that um, uh, and so on. And it, it's very small. And and there's so many ways to be out of bounds and to get in trouble. Unbelievable. And then at one, one morning at five in the morning, I was awakened to, by the loudspeaker, which was immediately above my head. I was on the top bunk. So there's you, you could sit up, but that was your head was almost touching the ceiling, sitting up on your bunk bed. And... Um, I got called in for a random urinalysis, and um, the urinalysis came back dirty, saying that I'd been using um, opium and or opiates and methamphetamine. I always like to think of him as being in an opium den. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. in little little China. Yeah, exactly. Town. It wasn't so anyway. <laughs> so, so I got the the protocol was that I got sent to the hole. And if you've ever thought about the hole, the hole is another one of those seven and a half foot by twelve it's foot the jail of the jail. Yeah, if you don't think jail is bad enough, you're going to want to go to the jail of the jail. Yeah, and that's 24-hour lockdown. You get to take two showers a week. You get to make one phone call a week. Um, it was very bad. I, they told me that morning um, that I would probably uh, go for s- about six weeks till they got the test back from the laboratory. The guard apologized, saying, Young, I'm sure you're not using methamphetamine, but this is what we do. Can I, can thank, I thank, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You could tell a funny story. So we have about I'm, five minutes. I'm, I'm always the, I'm always the, the comedian out of this, but so I found out we had, we had enough of a network that somebody made a phone call to their person and their person called my, a friend of mine and my friend let me know that, that he was in the hole. And, and, but I didn't tell anybody. I didn't, because I didn't want to upset the kids. I didn't want to upset Aaron's family. And so I didn't tell anybody, but my, one of my dearest, oldest friends was with me and came into town that weekend. And I was like, I can't tell anybody this, but you know, Aaron had a dirty UA and it said he was using methamphetamines and she had the best response ever of all the things. It wasn't poor baby. And oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening to you. She goes, you know what? That makes me so mad. I know for a fact, Aaron wouldn't do that to his teeth. And so, yeah, then I would, Aaron never used meth. He no. So, so here's, but let me just, I think we'll wrap the show up on this story and then we can talk more well, about this next time. We can wrap it up on the story, but I have a point. Okay, we'll we'll wrap it up on your point, but Thank let you. me just say this. So I went off to um, uh, went off to the hole, and expected to be there for six weeks. But even then, I thought, okay, well, what can I do on there? And I tried to keep my mind active. I tried not to get all depressed because of the good works that I'd been doing for months and months before that in the prison. Because of my history, the camp administrator, kind of the warden for the camp actually 
fast-tracked the uh, the retesting of, of the urinalysis. And um, instead of me being there six weeks, I was only there six days. Six we days. had no way of knowing that it was going to be six days. No. But, but even then, just trying to keep a good attitude, and she came and knocked on the door and talked to me through the glass one time and didn't tell me that she had done it. She said, how are you doing? Are you okay? And, uh, you know, are, is, are you being treated okay? And, um, uh, and, and so... Even even when you're going through some of the, because my attitude was, are you freaking kidding me? I've just I've finally kind of settled into a routine. I'm trying to do what I can. Right, I'm I've trying to do used, what I can with this. Yeah, and I've never used drugs a day in my life, and and here I was standing with my my bunkmate who was in for selling methamphetamine and was doing 20 years. He didn't get a dirty UA, but I did. Yeah, didn't you both both go in at the same time? Well, yeah, we walked down we together. We called, both got yeah. called, and so and um. And thanks to him, actually, uh, he's the one that started the whole chain reaction of getting information to you. But here's the point. Even then, in what seemed like even the, probably my darkest hour of being in prison, uh, well, it was my darkest hour of being in prison, even then, forces were at work that were working toward my, my good, even though I had no way of knowing it. And a lot of times, guys, when we try to keep a good attitude and we try to just keep moving forward, even when it sucks, even when it's hard, even when we feel utterly hopeless, um, there are forces. There's things going on. There's positive stuff going on in if that are working for your good. So okay, so actually, so I had a point. I had a reason how I wanted to end this, but maybe we'll do this for the next show. What what I would. Uh, invite you to kind of ponder as you're looking at your own life and you're looking at at things that are out of your control, things that are facts that are happening to you and around you. Uh, the question isn't, you know, am I going to, you know, am I going to be like celebrate this really sucky thing that's happening? It's it's really a little bit different than that. It's it's really it's putting yourself in that place of curiosity. I wonder what good there might be in this. And then faith, I've experienced faith since then in a very different way. And the way I've experienced faith is knowing that everything is unfolding exactly as it should. Now, that's not to say this is so great, super happy that, that you know, I'm in jail or I'm in the hole, the jail of the jail, but looking at it and going, I, I wonder what good there might be at the in this, I wonder what forces are at work in my favor. And then the other piece that I think is super important, specifically regarding what you were going through, was staying true to your core values. Because that's the thing that that the the one thing that remained the same. There was this upset, there was there was our relationship was just fine, but the the thing that really held true for you was that you always subscribed to your core values. That's why you came out uh, a sadder and wiser man at the time, sadder at the time, but remained the same person that you've always been. Yeah. We're, so we're gonna we're going to have challenges. We're going to we're going to have, and I don't think that I, I don't be, my belief, and I don't mean to. Um, if if you don't agree with this, I mean that's okay. We can all have our own beliefs, but um, I'm not one who subscribes to the idea that there's a, already a plan laid out for us, and that we're just a pawn. We're just being moved along by this by this um, inevitable outcome. But I do believe that when we are taking positive steps towards the life that we want to live, the outcomes that we hope for, even when we go through horrible experiences, even when we go through things wow, that we think will, will, will break us, we're not going to be broken. Mm-hmm. And that we will find that, that the, 
even going through the worst times, the dreams that we have can still be achieved as long as we keep moving towards them and don't let that terrible moment be the defining moment of our lives. So would you agree with that? I would absolutely agree. As the most interesting man in the world says, stay curious, my friends. Yeah, stay curious. Guys, if you like this, please um, please uh, go on. You can find this on iTunes. You can certainly find us live on Voice America every uh, Monday at 1 o'clock Pacific and 4 o'clock Eastern. This is Michelle Pearson Young, Aaron Scott Young. Hello. This is the Influencer Channel right here on Voice America Network. We'll see you guys all next week. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you for tuning in this week to The Unshackled Life. Be sure to join the unshackled owner, Aaron Scott Young, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have a great week. 